This is the Ball Talk Pod. Evan Kinsey. Starting now. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to the Ball Talk Pod with Evan Kinsey. On this episode, Lang Whitaker, General Manager of Grizz Gaming, joined the show. Lang, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Evan. For those of you who don't know, Grizz Gaming is the NBA 2K League affiliate of the Memphis Grizzlies, which was founded in 2018. Lang, tell me about the league and how you thought year one went. Yeah, well, if people don't know what it is, I mean, there's a game called NBA 2K. Um, it's one of the most popular video games in the world. Um, 1.7 million people play it for about 70 minutes a day. Um, so the NBA realized the popularity of, of that game and esports in general, which is essentially just watching people play video games. And they put in with Take Two Interactive, the company that makes the game, to create the 2K League. Um, so season one was last year. Um, basically, we, we drafted six players. They moved to Memphis. Um, and that was Grizz Gaming season one. We, we started really uh, slow. And then towards the middle of the season, kind of turned things around, and we got it to where we were in the playoff mix down the stretch and got eliminated from the playoffs, the, I think, the second to last week of the season. So um, considering the way things started, I think we were happy with the way things ended. Um, but, you know, the goal is to build a winner, and um, I think we're not going to be happy until, um, until we're one of those teams that's at the top every year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool how the NBA did that, started the new league. Do you think other sports are going to start doing that with e-gaming? I'm sure they are. I mean, they are already. Um, the one thing about the NBA to me is that it's just a perfect fit for it. Um, you know, like you play five on five, and if you play football or NFL, I guess, like, you know, Madden's a popular game, but yeah. do you, can you play with 11 guys at the same time, you know, or, um, you know, it's the same as soccer, the 11 guys on the field. So, um I think, you know, the NBA is playing five on five. It's a good fit, and uh, it's just a perfect match. And, and also, you know, today it's just a popular game at this point. It's such a part of the culture, and um, it, it's just a really good fit. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if you see more and more teams and leagues try to get into, uh, get into the space. Yeah. Uh, you have a background in basketball, previously writing for Slam Magazine, and you're currently a contributor for GQ Magazine and Grind City Media. But where does gaming come in there? Tell us how you became a general manager in a gaming league. Well, basically, um, when I was working, uh, I was at Slam Magazine for a long time, mm-hmm. over a decade, and then went to uh, GQ, worked for the New York Times for a while, and then ended up at um, NBA.com, NBA TV. And uh, while I was there, I was doing a podcast with one of my colleagues, Rick Fox, who used to play for the Lakers. Um, yeah. And while we were doing the podcast together, Rick launched Echo Fox, um, which is an esports team um, that competes in a lot of different leagues. But so this was about four years ago, I guess five years ago, and I started seeing Rick talking about esports and building esports and building his team. And went out to LA and hung out with him and saw him saw like some of the facilities and the stuff they were starting. This is when it was all just kind of coming getting off the ground. I found building into this huge thing, and um, so I, I kind of had a little bit of a background on the esports side from there. I've played video games my whole life. I've reviewed video games. Um, I reviewed uh, games from the New York Times, GQ, other places. Um, so I'd always been a gamer um, and a player um, of all sorts of different games. So uh, when the Grizzlies called, um, 
they wanted to talk to me about uh, contributing to Grind City Media, which is sort of our in-house uh, uh, media uh, arm that we have. But then they also said, let's talk about Grizz Gaming, because you seem like it'd be an interesting fit for that. And, uh, you know, having a background in content, um, you're able to come to Grizz Gaming and kind of uh, make it uh, content-oriented from the start. But um, I also knew about basketball and gaming, so it was uh, a fit from that guy, too. So that's how I got to be able to put GM in front of my title. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I watched your draft on your site. And you talk about how you have a background in basketball. Does that, um, does knowing basketball, does that help a lot in the gaming and drafting? How does that process work? Do you look at them? Do you watch My Park, which is real popular in 2K, or do you look at the rankings? Can you explain to my viewers what you do to pick a team as your own manager? Sure. So the way it works is uh, if you try out for the 2K league, you go through a combine. Um, you know, it's in, in the game. You, you can see advertisements for it within the game. Um, and there were certain thresholds you had to hit. You know, you had to win um, X amount of games in season one. You had to win at a certain percentage, that kind of thing. Um, they were hoping to get about, I think, seven to 10,000 people to go through the steps for that combine in the first year. And they had 70,000 people do it. Wow. Um, eventually, they got that down to 102 people. And so when it got to 102, um, I got all the statistics, you know, because it's a video game, all that stuff is tracked. So I was able to get all the stats from the combine for those 102 people. I also was able to watch footage of them play all those games um, in, season one, uh, in the combine. Um, and then I got on the phone with them and talked to people and, and you know, tried to gauge personalities and that kind of thing, um, which is, you know, a big part of it too. I, I told people, you know, it's the NBA 2K League and, I have a lot of background in the NBA and um, in the 2K part. Um, there might be other people who play 2K more than I had, but somewhere in the middle of all that's where this league is. And so it's trying to find the mix of, of, of the right game types. And then also you don't know, like, once the game, uh, the league build comes out and it's available, like, is it going to be different than the version of the game that, that consumers play? So there's a lot of... Uh, uh, moving parts, and I think the thing we learned season one was just versatility was so important, and being able to put people at different positions, and um, there were you know different archetypes and different uh, things that came out during the season, and we had to make changes and change things on the fly. Um, and but once we were able to do that, um, that's when we were able to, to have some success. How do you match up against uh, the players on your team? Have you played them in two K? How do you fare against? Um, I'm, I'm terrible compared to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> we played we played one game early on, and uh, they let me be like I think it was like 2007 LeBron, wow. and uh, they were they were just regular NBA All Stars, and I finished with like four points and I fouled out or something like that. I mean, you have to realize like these guys aren't just good at the game; they're the 102 best players in the world. Yeah. Um, so they're incredible at this game. Um, so, you know, I mean, I was able to kind of hang with them just in the terms of, of basketball knowledge. Like, I knew what place to go on the court and kind of read plays, you know, pick and roll, that kind of stuff, see stuff happening. Um, but in terms of, like, my strict skills, I'm not close to those guys. I saw in your Instagram that you played games with Mick Foley, the Hall of Fame yeah. uh, WWE wrestler. Tell us a little bit about that. I thought that was really interesting. So, 
part of the Grizz Gaming practice facility where, where we got practice was we had to build that before the season started. So uh, our team president, uh, Jason Wexler, had the idea of uh, putting a wrestling ring up there because, you know, he, he said this is, hey, it's Memphis where we have this rich wrestling history. And the, the whole league is about competition. And you climb in the ring, you're going to compete. So, so we built a wrestling ring in our practice facility. Um, and then we have the computers inside that wrestling ring where the guys practice, which was fun and all that. So last year when uh, SmackDown was in town, we, we, we tweeted at them and said, hey, if any of you guys want to come play some video games in a wrestling ring, show up. And AJ Styles showed up. Uh, Cesaro showed up. Uh, Samoa Joe came. Wow. Um, a bunch of the guys came and played video games with us, which was awesome. And it was really cool to hang out with them. And the AJ Styles hung out for like three hours with us. Um, that was pretty amazing. So recently, um, uh, the Grizzlies had a wrestling night. And uh, as part of that, uh, Nick Foley came to town and we had him doing some stuff before the game. And I said, you want to bring him by and play some games? So he came by and we streamed on Twitch. We played this golf game and basically we just talked for 15 minutes um, and did it live on our, our Twitch channel. And uh, had a lot of fun. He's such a nice guy and uh, just a fun guy to talk to. And for me, a wrestling fan my entire life, it was pretty amazing just to be able to sit there with you know mankind and play a video game. That's really cool. Uh, did you play any of the WWE games? Yeah, I, just a little bit. I actually bought the game. I guess I bought the 18 game last year before the wrestlers were in town, and I played against Samoa Joe. Um, he, he picked Baron Corbin for some reason, so I picked Samoa Joe and I beat him. <laughs> and I beat him with that. So, but I don't play it that often. But we played every once in a while. We played it with Gears Gaming a couple times when we were just like after games or after practices, where we were just kind of looking for something to do, and it was fun to play like the Battle Royals and that kind of stuff. That's really interesting that uh, you beat Samoa Joe with Samoa Joe. Um, <laughs> as I told him, it was like he won either way. So you know. <laughs> so how does how do those practices go? Do you just play against each other, or what happens there? Yeah, we, we scrimmage against other teams, um, you know, and work on things on offense, things on defense. You know, we know um, who our opponents going to be each week, so we spend some time watching their last game. Um, you know, we, we'll spend some time watching our last game. Uh, see what we can improve on and get better at. But um, it, it's like, most, like, like a real NBA team or a real team of any sport. We, we practice against other teams and scrimmage and try and get better. As the league is growing in popularity, there are four new teams joining the league this year. The affiliates for the Lakers, right. Hawks, Nets, and Timberwolves are all now featured. With new teams like in the NBA um, comes an expansion draft. You protected Universal Phenom and Authentic African ahead of the draft. What was your thought process on those protections? Well, Authentic African um, and Universal Phenom were two of our building block players. And, um, you know, we we were in a situation where having not made the playoffs, um, we knew we could be a lot better, and we wanted to um, try and do whatever we could to get better. So, those two guys were building blocks for us, um, leaders on and off the court, and um, performed well and, and did um, did their best throughout the season. And, and we felt like those two guys were um, the guys we wanted to keep moving forward. And you know, the guys who we 
didn't protect go back in the draft pool. Um, so we, we could end up drafting them again um, in the draft, or uh, they could go to another team. And the draft is March 5th, and you're selecting 7th overall. What are you looking for with your picks, and how you be evaluating things? Well, we're evaluating now. Um, you know, we're in the middle of that draft preparation. We have a draft only a couple of weeks away. So um, I actually spent all day today on the phone talking to um, prospects. And, uh, I, you know, we're trying to kind of be a little open to see what happens because I, I don't want to go into it and say, we're definitely going to draft, you know, whatever as a seventh pick because we don't really control what happens in those first six picks. So, we need to be able to kind of react to what happens there. And, you know, if there's a run on one position, maybe we go a different way. If there's a run on this position, we go a different way. So we're just trying to be prepared for whatever happens in front of us. And uh, and then when we pick seventh, get the, the best player for our team that we can. Okay, now let's talk about the Grizzlies. The team traded longtime franchise player Mark Gasol at the traded line to the Toronto Raptors. Signaling a new era in the franchise. Uh, the only player left from that grit and grind era now is Mike Conley. Uh, what do you think of that trade, and how will it impact the team going forward? I was watching the Raptors game last night um, against the Nets, and it was it was kind of fun and weird and surreal to see Mark out there in a different uniform. Um, you know, I'm glad for him to be able to go to a team that has a chance to come out of the East and go to the NBA Finals. Um, I think he makes that team a lot um, better. And you saw it last night. I mean, he, he's, he came off the bench, but he was still awesome um, in that game last night. Um, for the Grizzlies, you know, yeah, it signals sort of a look to a new era. Um, you know, people are like, well, if you're going to trade Mark, the team's not going to be as good. But, you know, the truth is, we, we, we weren't very good the last month and a half. Yeah. Um, you look at the record, um, you know, the, the Grizzlies that been losing games, and I think um, when you move Mark now, that that's going to change sort of the way this team is playing. Um, it's going to allow you to probably be more up tempo than you were before, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to allow uh, Mike Conley to probably going to get asked to, to try and lift the score a little bit more than he was before. But um, I mean, uh, watching them play the, the last week um, since the Mark trade, um, you know, they won three of the last four, and then you get younger, you get a little faster. <laughs> And uh, it was. Yeah, I went to practice yesterday, and it was kind of uh, different to look out there and see a, a bunch of guys on the court. There's been so many injuries the last couple months. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to see more players out there um, than there have been in a while. And I think as you see more and more guys get healthy, the, the better that will be for this team. You talked about how it was weird seeing Marcus saw another jersey. It looked like it was Photoshopped. It, you see Marcus saw at the ten, yeah. 10 years or decade, it just – Really odd to see it, and uh, you said how it was really nice for the Grizzlies to get him on a contender. I thought that was that speaks a lot about the Grizzlies organization. Showed their respect for Mark Gasol, um, the former Grizzly, Pau Gasol, and Mark's brother echoed the same thing today. He spoke for the game Spurs play the Grizzlies tonight. Um, he, he said that. I thought that was I thought that was really accurate, and I think that was good, really good work by the Grizzlies. Yeah, but you know, also at the same time, I would say that I, I mean, I, they, the Grizzlies did the best deal for the team. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it happened to be that it turns Mark to a contender. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you know, at the end of the day, the Grizzlies are going to do what's best for the Grizzlies, and uh, it, it's just good for everyone that it kind of worked out this way. Yeah. 
Um, and in that Mark Gasol trade, the Grizzlies picked up Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles from the Raptors. But they also made another deal with the Clippers to acquire Avery Bradley. What do you think of these moves? Well, we haven't seen Valanciunas play yet. Um, when he gets out on the court, I mean, yeah, I think – That'll give Jaron Jackson a little bit more help on the, in the underneath the basket and in the paint. You know, uh, Mark through the years has kind of drifted out from the basket and been more of a three point shooter and a perimeter player. Valanciunas is more of a banger. He likes to set that pick and roll to the basket instead of popping out. So I think that'll be a different move than we've had. And then, you know, if, if, if Avery Bradley stays healthy, that's the Tony Allen type of player. That's that yeah. defender. Um, that you know, he's one of those elite perimeter defenders in the NBA, and if, if you can have a guy, you got to have a guy like that if you're going to be one of these contending teams. Um, you know, I mean, he's defensively when he's healthy, he, he's up there with anyone. So uh, hopefully, he stays healthy and is able to contribute. And then CJ Miles already came in the other night and looked great um, coming off the bench. That's that's one of those moves. You know, he's one of those veteran guys who's been around forever. Um, I, some of the guys in Toronto, some of the writers told me that he was one of the great locker room guys they had. Um, so I, I think that's a guy who comes into your locker room and makes an impact immediately. So, um, and DeLon Wright, you know, again, that, that, we haven't seen that much of him in Toronto because he was kind of caught in a numbers game. But he's a younger player, tall, rangy, um, and, and should be able to spell Mike Conley and, and do some things aggressively on offense. Yeah, I really like that deal. DeLon Rock gives him a young guard for the future, and Jonas, Val- Jonas Valanciunas is still really young. Uh, still got a few more years on his contract as well. Um, yeah, and I really like that Avery Bradley deal. That gives him the tough defense. Uh, played really well with the Clippers this year, but like you said, has that, had that injury bug. Um, I really like that C.J. Miles, too. He's a great three-point shooter, and I think this is going to be an overall good trade for the Grizzlies. Uh, what do you think about Jaron Jackson Jr. this year. You've seen a lot of highlights. He's had really big scoring explosions. How do you think his rookie season has been? I mean, I, I think it's a learning process. It's been fun to watch it up close all season. Um, you know, I don't know if people realize that he's the youngest player in the NBA. Um, you know, he, and, and to be able to do what he's done as at that age and with that level of experience is pretty impressive. Uh, I like that he's not afraid to, have to to make contact under the basket and in the paint. Um, he'll get the ball and turn into defenders. And um, you know, I, I think a lot of it just the foul trouble he's been in all season is, is just uh, learning how to play NBA defense. You know, it's different than in college, and, and they call things differently than they did there. And he's getting better at it and being able to stay on the court. You know, as long as he stayed on the court this season, he's produced and now it's just a matter of making sure he's able to stay on the court so uh, I guess we see how, how that comes along and that probably just comes with experience and age but um, as a personality he's awesome to be around he's been great all season to uh, to have around um, it's just really um, let's watch him grow up now let's see what he becomes because the early returns have been really impressive yeah I think that his numbers are only going to go up with Gasol out of town now um, you see the Grizzlies run a lot of pick and pop with uh, Conley and Gasol, so uh, probably Jackson will get a lot of, more of those looks, and his number should spike. It should be first-team all-rookie this year. Do you think of that? Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, but the way he likes to get the ball is if you watch close, he'll, he'll outrun people down the court, 
set up in the paint. A lot of times it mismatches, and it's just a matter of, I think you've seen get the, his teammates get better through the year, but just get better at spotting him and looking for him early in that shot clock. Um, and, you know, I think while the first three, four months of the season, the Grizzlies' offense a lot of times was kind of grinded out, get a shot at the end of the shot clock, and now um, they're going to be looking for Darren running down that court a little bit more often and probably getting those early scoring opportunities. Do you think Jonas starts when he's back? I would think so, yeah. You put him with Jaron in there. Um, I mean, I don't know how you handle that 2-3 position. Either Avery Bradley, Justin Holliday, Kyle Anderson's healthy. He's probably a starter at the three. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think Jonas is your starting five. Elaine, thank you for coming on the show. It was great talking to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and appreciate you, uh, you talking to me for the last 15 minutes. Thank you. This has been my interview with Lang Whitaker on the Ball Talk Pod. Check out all of our episodes on our website, www.balltalkpod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all our social media outlets. Thank you.